I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey guys, it's Sue. Welcome to Scam Wow, the podcast about scams. Okay, hey, how are ya? This is Sue Smith, and I love scams. I am flying solo today. Katie is traveling. She's on her way to beautiful, sunny Los Angeles so that we can hang out and record all weekend, and we're so excited. Plug here. We're doing a live show this Sunday at UCB Sunset. You guys should all come. It's at 8.30 p.m., so if you're in Los Angeles, it's going to be great. Katie's sister, Mackenzie Brodnick, is going to be there, and she's bringing us a wonderful scam. It is a boy band scam. Anyway, if you're in Los Angeles on Sunday, you should absolutely come, and we would love to see your faces. And also, we will have a microphone there for you to talk about any scams that you've encountered in your life that you need to make the people aware of, because you're all intrepid reporters, and we need your reporting on our podcast. So... You know, that's an incentive. We love you guys so much. And today I'm going to tell you some things and we are going to talk about Airbnb. So buckle up. All right, you guys, before we get started with our main scam, I need to cover some things that we in the scam community all need to be aware of that have happened the last couple of weeks. A, first of all, Kanye. Kanye West, we know him, we love him. We put up with his antics because he's a talented performer, of course. But he uh, did something over the weekend (laughs) that is ridiculous. So he did a concert in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right? And before the concert, he offered a $55 
VIP brunch that he called Brunchella. So like Coachella, but brunch. These are all things that like apply to white girls. <laughs> like who does he think his audience is? Anyway, you could pay $55 to have like a brunch prior to the thing. I don't know if it was a brunch with Kanye or just a brunch with Kanye fans. But anyway, it was 55 bucks and it was a fundraiser for a local church in Baton Rouge. Great. Sounds awesome. You know, let's support a church. Kanye's into gospel now. Fine. I'm into it. However, people, the the brunch, I don't know. When I think $55 for a brunch, I think like bottomless, non-alcoholic mimosas. I think club soda. I think coffee. I think lots of beverages, basically. I think maybe a taco, like a breakfast taco. I think something sweet, a pastry. I don't know. I just think lots of food, you know? So people are posting pictures of what they actually got on Twitter. And what they got was like a styrofoam plate with two pancakes, two slices of bacon, and a very gray sausage. A sausage that, frankly looks like a roll, like a piece of bread. Um, and it's on a styrofoam plate, which a styrofoam plate is a very bad look. If the fire Festival has taught us anything, event organizers, do not serve your food on styrofoam plates because it will be, if your food is not roasted, the food will be roasted on social media if it's on a styrofoam plate, if people paid a ton of money for it. If this is like a, a casual event, like a church cookout that's free or like a simple potluck at someone's house, then sure, styrofoam plates are fine, even though it's not the choice I would pick because it's not environmentally friendly because styrofoam is bad because it's made with something that doesn't break down and is bad for the environment. Anyway, sure. A casual culinary event, styrofoam is fine. However, if people are paying $55 for a meal, you better at least have paper, preferably those like fancy-ass bamboo plates that you're like, are we throwing these away or are we reusing them? Those are the plates that you want for a $55 meal. If they're going to be disposable. But like, honestly, let's do reusable. Let's do a reusable plate with, you know, some actual silverware. Let's be environmentally friendly, Kanye. I mean, honestly. So yeah, I'm looking at the picture right now and it looks like a McDonald's breakfast. Honestly, a McDonald's breakfast would be better than this. So it's like two pancakes, a, a, some eggs, and a fucking Smuckers, you know, the Smuckers syrupy things. So, ooh, Kanye. <laughs> and then people were also pissed because I think some people paid for a VIP area, which was just like a little designated thing on a hill, which was quite far away, actually. The show was supposed to start at 6, and then it didn't start until like 8. Listen, we know that Kanye is going to have antics, but if there's anything that we've learned in the past year or so, it's that like if we're throwing a concert, people need to get what they're paying for. People will not tolerate fire festivals. They will not tolerate Tanacons. They need their money's worth. So Kanye, I don't know. Just keep that in mind for next time. What are we doing here? Okay. That was one thing I need to talk to you guys about. Also, I have some recommendations, if you'll humor me for a minute. I read a book 
by Rachel Deloche Williams, who is the Vanity Fair photographer who went to a little place called Morocco with a little scammer called Anna Delvey. Uh, the book is called My Friend Anna. Is it literature? No. Is it something you would read in a class on the classics? Absolutely not. Is it a fun read that you can get through in like two days? Yes. Yes. So I recommend this book. Don't buy it. Please don't buy it. Get it from your library or get it on the Libby app. Don't no, don't spend money on this book, but it is a great, easy, fascinating read. Also, this movie called Parasite. You guys have got to fucking see this. As fans of scammers, scam fans, uh, you know, as people who want to hold people accountable, as people, you know. I think you'll like it. It's a Korean film about a poor family that kind of scams a rich family into paying for their lives. And that's all I can say because I don't want to spoil it for you. People are saying that it's like a scary movie and a horror movie. There's one very gruesome scene at the very end. I don't want to tell you any more than that. Uh, Like a couple points where I had to cover my eyes, but it's nothing on the level of like It or Midsummer. Like Midsummer, I fully had to cover my eyes multiple times it I walked out of because it too it one was great and then it too was like bullshit like it too was like unnecessarily gory and I walked out of it and I sat in the car and I read my book on my my phone because I was like I am not sitting through this shit anyway please go see Parasite it's amazing it's the best movie I've seen all year okay podcast that I'm listening to is called Bad Batch it is a Wondery podcast, and it is about a bad batch of stem cells that some people get and what happens to them after some, like, scammy doctors give them some shitty stem cells. So you should listen to that. There's It's a series. There's, like, four or five episodes out now. Go listen to it. What other thing? Oh, okay. So Jeremy O. Harris, who is the creator of Slave Play, which is a show on Broadway, which we should all go see. I think it's supposed to be very good. He was on Seth Meyers and he told Seth, he was like, yeah, people should all call their rich friends. All of your rich friends should buy tickets for other people. He was like, in fact, Seth, you're rich. You should buy tickets for people. And then Seth bought like 19 tickets for people to go see this. So he scammed Seth into doing this for his audience. And you know what? He scammed him right on the air, and I'm very proud of Jeremy O'Harris. Everyone go see this. I'm going to post the link to this video of him scamming Seth in the show notes. It's hilarious. One other thing I wanted to recommend to you guys, um, I don't know if you sense this in my voice lately, but I am getting kind of sick of YouTube, so I've moved on to TikTok, which is trash. It's full full trash. And this is not scam related, but I invite you to check out Candy Ken on TikTok and he is this straight man from I I think he must be from like New Zealand or no I think he's from the Netherlands or some like region up there you know with the the um funny entertaining accents but he's a straight man who wears blush every day and he's very into Hello Kitty and showing off how rich he is uh, it, it's so fucking bizarre and it'll piss you off and like make you hate people. But sometimes I fucking love watching that shit because I'm like, what is this? It's amazing. So Candy Ken on TikTok, I hate to endorse him and give him more views, but 
it's fascinating. And I'm telling you, if you get into TikTok, it'll make you look at Instagram and be like, this is so boring. So good luck. And did I buy some Jeffree Star stuff over the weekend? Was I scammed by the Shane Dawson documentary into buying Jeffree Star Shane Dawson makeup? Absolutely. Actually, the Shane Dawson palette was sold out by the time I got to the Morphe store on Sunday. So I had to just settle for some regular old Jeffree Star makeup, but I bought a concealer and it looks very good. And like, I I think it's going to be good. I'll update you guys. But that documentary has fully scammed me. Shane has sold out of a million palettes in like one day, which is crazy. But we're we're happy for him. He's the underdog. We want him to win, I guess. That's how he like portrays himself. But whatever. Also, you guys, I went through and updated our Patreon and really, you know, gave it a a brand spanking new makeover. And it looks incredible, if I do say so myself. She got a makeover and she is flawless. So what we have now is like several Patreon levels that you can donate at. And before we hadn't really broken out the tiers, but now we have the Caroline Calloway, which is if you donate $1 a month, we'll give you a Twitter follow and a podcast shout out. We also have the Anna Delvey, which is if you donate $5 or more per month, we'll give you a Twitter follow, a podcast shout out, an Instagram follow, and access to our exclusive Patreon feed. So once we get 100 Patreon supporters, we're going to do an exclusive feed just for Patreon people that's going to be about scams, but like also about other things in our lives and like more more scammy bonus content that you only have access to if you're a Patreon supporter. So $10 more per month, you can get the Elizabeth Holmes package, which is a Twitter follow, a podcast shout out, an Instagram follow, a daddy fucks mug from our from our T Public store and access to our Patreon feed. And then there's also the TanaCon and the Fire Festival, which are um, $25 or more per month or $50 per more per month. And then that those include some extra special swag. So check it out. We are um, patreon.com slash podcast. And, you know, pick your scam package. The, the Caroline Calloway, the Anna Delvey, the Elizabeth Holmes, the TanaCon, or the Fire Festival. Which one defines you as a person? And we thank you so much. Anyway, on to our scam. On to our massive scam for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to tell you about a little company called Airbnb. And I want to thank our listeners. A lot of you sent me this article. So an article went up on Halloween on Vice about a girl who uncovered a national Airbnb scam. So what is happening and what happened to her? She like basically took her experience and then kind of unraveled it to find that everyone is having this experience and it's complete bullshit. So let's get into it. So this is an article called, I accidentally uncovered a nationwide scam on Airbnb and it's by Ali Conti and it is on vice.com. And if you search like I'll put it in the show notes, but if you search like Airbnb Vice, it'll it'll come up. So basically what happens on Airbnb is they're like hosts are baiting and switching you. Basically, they'll put pictures of one listing up. And then when you get there, that's clearly not the listing 
that you saw online. Like the pictures are all different and you're like, what the hell? Or when you get there, the host will be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. There's something wrong with in this place. Um, Like the plumbing is broken, but I have this better listing. Why don't you stay there? And then they'll stay there and the listing is not better or whatever. Or and and they do that because they've like double booked something or the listing isn't like really their listing and it's not really available. So that's what's going on, basically. And these listings, these Airbnbs are not run by people. They're not run by like, you know, like your fucking mom and her husband who have the extra camp down by the river or whatever and they just want to sublet it no they're run by like these massive management companies who have several networks or like who have several properties who they're all like renting out so basically they'll either own a bunch of properties or they'll go to landlords and be like hey we can rent this out for you. We can Airbnb this for you. And they will take care of the listings. They'll take care of like the flipping and, you know, all of the everything on Airbnb. So this girl, Allie, in her article found this company. This happened to her. This bait and switch thing happened to her. And she found the rental company called Abbott Pacific LLC. And it's a large company that calls itself an upscale corporate rental company. So and that's what's on its LinkedIn Um, But it's masquerading as people named, uh, in this case, named Becky and Andrew. They have a fake profile named Becky and Andrew who are pretending to be the hosts there, if that makes sense. So um, the guy's real name who owns this place, who owns Abbott Pacific LLC, is named Shrey. um, And but he has a profile and it's named Becky and Andrew. And apparently... It was controlling. She located 94 properties in eight different cities that these people controlled, which is insane. Um, And then she goes on to say that, like, this is happening because Airbnb is not doing shit. All they say is no host should provide inaccurate information, but they don't police that and they don't do anything to take down inaccurate information. And so she contacted Abbott Pacific multiple times to get an interview with them. And they were totally cagey and were like, sorry, we'll call you back. And then like never called her back or sorry, call this person. And then that person wouldn't answer. So and then she contacted Airbnb multiple times to like get an official statement. And all Airbnb said was engaging in deceptive behavior, such as substituting one listing for another, is a violation of our community standards. We are suspending the listings while we investigate further. And that's all they said, which is like super vague. And it's like, mm, OK, like there's so many people that are doing this. She also, Ali says in the article, the Better Business Bureau received 200 complaints about Airbnb through the scam tracker in the past three years, and about half of those were regarding fake profiles. So yes, if you, again, the better, I think Yuri told us this, the Better Business Bureau has a scam tracker on its website so you can report these things if it happens to you. Airbnb has the system where like, If you report like so Ali says she felt like she couldn't give a bad review of the host because they have the system where the hosts review you as a guest. So if you 
give them two stars or whatever, they're going to give you two stars right back and then you can't book your next fucking thing, you know? So it leads to passive aggressiveness, which is something that someone who works for the company actually told me is that like everybody's fake nice on the platform and no one is giving actual opinions on the platform of something that actually happens. And then so she goes on, Allie goes on in the end of our article to be like, basically, there's nothing you can do. I'm not going to stop using Airbnb and neither is anyone else because it's so fucking easy. And then she goes, in fact, after all that, I never even left Becky and Andrew a review. And I think that this is something that these tech companies like do do to us where they make us think that we're powerless and make us feel like, you know, we just have to deal with their stupid bullshit, you know, and then but so that article kind of ends like this. But then there's an update at the very end that like warms my heart. It says the morning after this article was published, the FBI contacted Vice about the claims made above. So that is good. I am hoping for justice because Airbnb is like awful. And for me, my personal experience was like I had an Airbnb and there was a there. We woke up at 2 a.m. and there were cockroaches everywhere. We only ended up getting refunded like a quarter of our money from Airbnb. And the the host was like, I only use natural cleaning agents. And then it rained and like there were cockroaches everywhere. And I was like, that's not true because I saw fucking like 409 under the sink. So that's totally not true. But she was a scammer. And we left in the middle of the night and got a hotel tonight and went to like a nice fucking resort for the same price. And like, why are we even doing Airbnbs? That's what I want to know. Like, why are we wasting our time on Airbnb? Anyway, to corroborate Ali Conti's story, I have a dispatch all the way from Italy from our correspondent, Danielle Gibson. Danielle's on her honeymoon there. She got scammed by an Airbnb guy. She posted about it on her Instagram stories and I made her record this long voice memo and send it to me all the way from Italy and she did that because she is dedicated to informing the people about these scams and she is dedicated to justice and truth. So without further ado, here's what happened to Danielle. Hello, amazing Scam Wow podcast listeners. It's Danielle Gibson. You might remember me as the woman who thinks she's so pretty and so confident. Well, it turns out it doesn't matter how pretty and confident you think you are, you can still get scammed. I'm sending this voice memo in live from my honeymoon where I myself have been the victim of a scam. I wanted to give just a brief version of this story. The full story lives on my Instagram. Uh, and I could truly go into so many details and I'm not going to, but basically it was an Airbnb scam. I booked this gorgeous place in Capri that had a hot tub on the lawn overlooking the beautiful water. I booked it because obviously I wanted to take a lot of Instagrams and have my husband take a lot of Instagrams of me like lounging in the pool with a glass of Prosecco, living my best life as Oprah and God intended. Upon arrival to Capri, the host, Jenny, short perhaps for Giovanni, can't confirm that, was supposed to pick us up at the port. Now, for whatever reason, he offered a variety of excuses later. Jenny was two hours late to picking us up from the airport. Now, that might seem like small potatoes, like two hours in Capri, Crimea River, but 
The fact is, we were waiting at the port next to a bus stop. We were waiting actively for two hours because he never told us that he wasn't going to be any more than 15 minutes away. He actually said that he would be waiting for us once we got off our boat. And we'd confirmed our boat's time three times. So picture me in my capri dress, not showered yet because we left from Posadano early and I thought I'd do it at the Airbnb, just swimming in my own uh, unsanitariness next to a bus stop, thinking, okay, any minute now, Jenny's going to show up. Now, repeat that for two hours. It's not such a bad thing to be standing, to be waiting for someone, but we didn't want to go eat. We didn't want to go explore. We didn't want to do anything because, well, first of all, we had Big Chungus, my suitcase with us. And second of all, because we were worried he would show up at any minute, see we weren't there, and then leave, and then we had no idea like what else to do. You know, you're in a foreign country. We don't speak the language except for per favore, so, and grazie mille. So we waited. When Jenny finally shows up, your girl's pissed. He does not apologize and at the moment doesn't offer any excuses. The excuses came later. So he just acts like everything's fine. I, of course, I'm like, Jenny, we've been waiting for two hours. We said you'd do the pickup at 11 a.m. It's it's 1.30. Like, what happened? And this, my gentle ScamWow listeners, is what really pissed me off. He's here. I ask him all these questions. I'm, like, demanding some sort of justification. He looks at me, ignores me, and starts talking to my husband instead. Now, ladies, I know we've all been in this position where you're treated less than the man in your company. And it set me on a war path, <laughs> unlike one I've ever been on before, because I'm a very gentle Canadian, you might remember. I, you, I love confrontation, but usually because confrontation like heads towards something productive where you can air things out, clear the grievances. The fact that he wouldn't even indulge me in that, g- your girl was looking up the Airbnb hotline before we even reached the Airbnb location. So I get on the phone with them. And to, to Airbnb's credit, they've been pretty good throughout all of this. They, they are on the phone with me and they're like, all right, can you tell us the details of why you're upset? And I was like, frankly, I don't know if I can talk right now comfortably if you get my drift. Like some real I'm being kidnapped shit, <laughs> even though it was more just like I didn't want to like talk about him in front of him. But they got my drift, honey. So they sent me messages. We're messaging back and forth. And I mean, it's not, obviously I don't think that Airbnb can really do anything about the fact that he offered to give us a ride from the place for a fee. Like they're more concerned about the actual place. So I don't think anything will come of it, but it feels good to like get them involved early. Cause I'm just like, if this is the kind of shit he's pulling, he's going to pull more shit. So we get to the place. I'm still like raging mad. Thomas is uh, like, answering questions from Jenny with one or two word answers. You know, he's being an ally. He's not trying to be good cop to Jenny. He's like respecting my rage. We get there. Jenny drops us off and brings us to our Airbnb. So the Airbnb I booked, the Airbnb I booked, I'm telling you, gorgeous stone walls, character, definitely small, but like I can do small. I live in Brooklyn has an incredible hot tub overlooking like this huge lawn, huge private lawn, and just like 
So much character. So cute. The room that Jenny deposits us in is very much not that. It's like this weird new construction where, and here's where I sort of struggled with telling the story of whether I should even tell the story or not, because it's very clearly like first world problems. It was a fine room. It was super, super duper tiny, but fine. If I had booked that room knowingly, I probably would have been like, yep, checks out. Our hot tub was like next to a construction site. (laughs) So that was not okay. But I'm too like blinded by my own rage to really take in the fact that he put us in a room that is not the room that I (laughs) ordered us on Airbnb. So we go for a walk, we get a drink, you know, I'm trying to be a bigger person and just forget it and swallow it because like I'm on my honeymoon, I should be enjoying myself. But I should have just given to the fact that the only thing that I really enjoy is justice. So I shouldn't have swallowed it. I should have just been working on it from the very beginning. But so we have the drink. We get back. I'm I'm flying high on limoncello. And I finally take a good look at this room. And I go back and check all the Airbnb like listings of where we've been staying for our whole honeymoon. And I'm like, this shit is just not the same place. It is not the same place at all. Like, where in the pictures on Airbnb, there's like a gorgeous sunbed next to the next to the hot tub. I'm like, where the hell is that? And why aren't there stones on this? Is a brand new building. Like the one in the Airbnb was clearly like built a while ago and had more character. I was like, this is just, it's not the same. So then I place another. Well, first I take pictures of everything. Guys, if there's one thing my youth spy friend taught me, it's that take pictures and screenshots of everything. So I took screenshots of all of my correspondences with Jenny. I took screenshots of all the listing pictures. And then I took pictures of everything. I took pictures of the room before we put our bags down. And I took pictures of the bathroom, the the bedroom, the view from the hot tub of the construction site next door. And I just was like, I need this evidence because this shit does not add up. So then I send all of that to Airbnb and I'm the one who booked all of this. And my husband's like, wait, this isn't the room we're supposed to be in. I show him pictures and he's like, oh yeah, definitely not. So then I'm like, if this isn't where we're supposed to be, where the hell is the room we're supposed to be? And we're sort of like poking around the property. It's a pretty big property. And there's like right next door to us, there's another Airbnb that's like clearly the same make. It's new. It's hot tub. It's a tiny little sliver of land right next to us. And then there's like a road and then there's a long glamorous driveway. So I make it across that road and look down that long glamorous driveway. And what do I see? The fucking hot tub and sunbed that I ordered. It's separated by a gate. Like, listen, you little plebeian, you're not getting past this gate. You thought you were staying here, but no, you're staying in the shitty little Casa Luigi because that's what it was called, guys. The place he put us in is called Casa Luigi. And much like Mario's younger brother, it was simply not as good. So I'm raving mad. (laughs) Again, the limoncello buzz has worn off and I'm just like, this cannot stand. So I got in contact with Airbnb again. And this time I had a real case because I had pictures and the woman I'm on the phone with is like, oh yeah, this is very clearly like a scam. Uh, so they're like trying to figure out how to get us. They're like, what do you want to do? Do you want us to book you another Airbnb tonight? And I'm like, or they're like, we would, we should just like contact Jenny and see the host and see if he has an explanation or if there's a reason why you're not in that room or blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, you guys have to do it. I'm not talking to him because he won't talk to me because I have a vagina. So you guys deal with it. Not my problem. And then let us know. So then we went and got like a very non-Italian dinner that literally was like pepper jack cheese, but still very scrumptious. Had a glass of Prosecco, calmed me down again. We're going back and we're realizing like, Anna, so the Airbnb was in Anna Capri, which is like 20 minutes away from Capri proper. And it's very beautiful. And everyone else we met there was wonderful. But it's just a little less, like Capri itself wasn't that crowded. Anna Capri was dead because the season is pretty much over. So there's not, there's not even a lot of like lights on the streets. We're fumbling our way back to the Airbnb after dinner we're going down all these like weird paths where we're like, this definitely isn't the way we came. We don't know where we are. And so there was no way, and there are no cabs anywhere. There's no Lyft, no Uber. So we're just sort of fumbling our way with my like 20% of battery left on my phone. So we're going down this long path and it's super smoky, like, like coughing smoky. And who pops out of the bushes to greet us but Jenny. He was like, oh, I come look for you. Airbnb called me. And I was like, oh, really? First, in my head, I'm like, how the hell did he find us? There's like 20 different routes to Jenny's that are not accessible by car. It's all pedestrian routes. And somehow he found us on this one. And he was holding like weird tools. And he just generally looked like very threatening. But so he gets up in my face. And as I mentioned earlier, I love confrontation. So finally, he's talking to me. And he's like, you call Airbnb on me? And I went, yeah, see, I did. I was like, you put us in a different room. And he's like, I have, he just starts like, this is where he, the story gets very Italian. Cause he just starts yelling at me, like complete garbage. Like he just starts saying like, I have hundreds of five star reviews on Airbnb. People love me. People love this place. I like, I'm a good person. And I'm like, Jenny, that might be true, but you left us at the bus stop for two hours and then you put us in the wrong room. And he's just not hearing me. Like, it's just two people yelling at each other. But, and I mentioned this on my Instagram stories, what really pissed me the fuck off was this is so clearly a manipulative man who was trying to make me feel bad for him. He was like, I work so hard. I try to make this place so beautiful for you and you call Airbnb and I'm like, let's not forget you put me in the wrong room. You put me in a different room than I booked. I am not the bad person here. You are the person who, like, you're the one who did this. You are responsible for your own behavior. And now there are consequences. This is on you. So we're still yelling at each other. And he's like, you want to see the other room? I'll show you the other room. And with a, I'm like, yeah, I want to see the room I booked. So with a, I'm like, is there something wrong with this place that he didn't want me to see? Like, did the toilet overflow? <laughs> like, what happened to this place that he so adamantly did not want us to be there? So he brings us over into the absolutely stunning other area, the one that was blocked off by the gate. And he, we walk in, and it's exactly as the picture showed. Yes, it's a little small, but it's, like, gorgeous. The bed is all made. It's clean, so it's not like someone just left. And the hot tub is on. It's overlooking the stunning vista. It was dark, but I assumed it was stunning. And I was just like, yep, this is the room I booked. He was like, so what? You want to say this room is so much smaller and worse than the one you were in? Like, the one you're in is brand new. This one is old and yucky. And I'm just like, nope, this is the one I want. And I can just see the wheels turning in his head where he's like, I can't let them stay in this room. I don't know why. And at this point, 
I don't want to know why. I don't want to know what the hell was going on over there. But he could not see a future where I, where Thomas and I, my husband, stayed in that room. So as we're walking, he's like, fine, we'll get your bags. You'll stay in this room tonight. Oh my gosh, I'm a good person. I can't believe you're doing this, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm screaming back at him. I'm like, I can't believe you would do this to me. Like, here's the thing. You can't out drama a Leo bride, okay? And yes, my wedding was two weeks prior, but I'm still counting it. Don't try. Even an Italian mama's boy cannot out drama me. So he's yelling at me and I'm yelling back. And he has, you know, an Italian accent, which usually I find very charming. In this moment, I found it very grating, but I couldn't help it. Like the way he was yelling at me, I was yelling back at him and I was mimicking him. So he would be like, I'm a good person. And I would go, my honeymoon, you ruined my honeymoon. So we're just like two ridiculous people screaming at each other. I don't even know what my husband is doing at this point. He's just like on the off outskirts, like wishing he had access to Wi-Fi. But so... We're yelling at each other. He, he walks me over. We're going to get my our bag to move into the room that we actually booked. And he stops and he's like, you know what? I need to prove to you I'm a good person. You stay, you stay in Castle Luigi tonight. And tomorrow I put you in a six-bedroom house. It's huge. Canopy bed. And I book you a beautiful boat ride. And I do all this stuff. And he's going on and on. And at this point, I'm just so tired. So, like, he he won the battle because I was just like, fine. Like, whatever. We'll sleep in this room tonight. And then tomorrow he'll put us in this house that's supposedly really so good. Like, I admit it. He got me. Fool me once. Shame on me. I get it. So we go to bed and I make my Instagram story, which is still viewable on my profile, Danielle Jimmy on Instagram.com. But so the next morning I wake up and my head is so clear, especially because I go back and I rewatch the story and I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting scammed again. And you know... Now I can relate with those who've been scammed upon, but I cannot relate with being scammed upon twice on my honeymoon. Like, I'm not waiting around for Jenny to show me some piece of shit six, like, if it even is a six-bedroom house somewhere else on the island farther away from, like, the authorities. I'm not waiting for that. This man yelled at me last night. So we wake up, we take a little walk, and... My husband and I agree we're packing our shit up and get taking the show on the road. Like, I don't care. I'm not waiting for Airbnb to book me a new place. I'm not waiting for Jenny to, like, chop my body up into little pieces and, like, like burn me, which is what probably was happening with all that other smoke. I'm taking action into my own hands, and I'm not waiting to be scammed again. So we had to sort of do it. We had to run away like thieves in the night or in the early morning because we didn't want Jenny to see us because Jenny clearly was the type of man who thrived on like, he he was, you you guys, you know this type of man. He's a manipulator. So he was going to try to like talk us into staying or he was, we were scared he was going to like, call whoever he found out we were going, like a cab driver, whoever, and like talk them, you know, he speaks Italian. We don't talk them out of coming. We just didn't want to deal with it. So we waited until Jenny like left the property and we didn't see his car on the property anymore. And we hoofed it. We called a cab, which thank God a cab came because like I'm saying we're in this very far away, not accessible to cars area of Anna Capri. A cab came, but it could only get like a mile close to our Airbnb. So we had to like, we had to meet the cab, be like, please wait here. And then go run and get our stuff, run back with it. My poor husband had to carry a 70 pound suitcase for like uphill for a mile. 
But we escaped. We got into that cab and I truly felt like Sally Field and not without my daughter. And by daughter, I mean my suitcase because all my stuff was in there. We, it tasted like freedom. And it, let me tell you, the freedom and joy over knowing that Jenny wasn't going to make a fool of me again was unlike any triumph I've ever felt before. I just remember thinking like, see you in hell, bitch, to Jenny. Because believe me, I know I'll be there too. But it was just such a win for me and high maintenance women on their honeymoon everywhere. After that, we booked ourselves into an adorable, Air, not Airbnb, an adorable B&B. We went and took a private boat tour. And I just got off the phone with Airbnb. They are refunding a bitch. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Sue, for wanting to get the full story. Um, let me just say, I now totally feel um, at one with those who have been scammed. And I'm so sorry for anything you've been through. And if you feel even an inkling, it, let this be a lesson. If you feel even an inkling that you are being manipulated by an Italian man, just run, honey. Don't wait to be scammed again. Thank you so much. So sorry that that happened to you on your honeymoon in Italy. Oh, that sounds so difficult. Uh. Anyway, you can follow Danielle on her Instagram at Danielle G. Me, I think. I don't know. This bitch has so many Instagrams. Let me look again. Yeah, Danielle G. Me. D-A- Danielle G-E-E-M-E. You guys, there you have it. Thank you for listening. We will be at the UCB Sunset this Sunday, November 10th at 8.30 p.m. And we hope to see you there. We can't wait. It's our first live show. We definitely want to see you guys there. And we need you. We definitely need you there. (laughs) Um, And we love you so much. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and Laboratory Judaica. The heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown. <laughs>